G'day there and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. It's so great to have you here today listening from wherever you are. I hope that if you are in lockdown that hopefully you have been released and freed now. Hopefully Sydney is as well because I don't even know what week we're in now of Sydney lockdown but it's been nearly two months which has been crazy. So if you're listening from Sydney I hope that you're holding in there. I hope that you're not going completely crazy. And um, if you have kids, then you are surviving. <laughs> we have a beautiful lady on the podcast today. Her m- biggest mission to her business is bringing hope to the broken, hurting heart. And her favorite thing to do on the weekend is to hike, bike, and go to the lake, which sounds absolutely delightful. Welcome to the show, Beverly Shoemaker. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate this. And as you were talking about the that you're in lockdown, you know, I'm here in Texas and we're not in a lockdown right now. So um, <laughs> I feel for you. I really do. <laughs> and whereabouts in Texas are you? I am outside of Fort Worth, okay. which is which is west of um, Dallas. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if you're West, that would be quite far inland, but it would still get hot there, does it? Or Oh my goodness. Yes. We've been hitting 100s, high 90s. So it is, it is pretty high. Yeah. That's in Fahrenheit people, not in Celsius, just in case you're freaking out thinking, gosh, a (laughs) hundred degrees. They're burning up. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. So um, you run the Resilient Heart podcast, um, and I'm sure that's not where you started. So I would love for you if you could please share uh, with myself and the audience, I guess, your life story of how you kind of got to having the Resilient Heart podcast and bringing hope to a broken, hurting heart. Well, um, I would love to share that. So I... uh spent most of my life in the world. I I didn't come to know Christ at a young age. I'm not old. Let me just say that. (laughs) I'm not old, but, but, you know, I, I always believed I was a Christian and I went to church, you know, I went to church, then I was on the world for a while. And then I, you know, came back to church, but I just want to say this and I'm setting this up because when I go into my story, you'll understand, but I actually, you know, would go to church on Sunday, participate, pray, but maybe go to a Bible study here and there, but that would be the extent of it. So I would leave church on Sunday and, you know, go about my life through the rest of the week and with no intimacy in um, knowing who Jesus was. I have two children. Um, One of them is a, um, was in the um, army special forces. He was, you know, what, what they call a green beret. And he, he was a halo jumped out of airplanes at 25,000 some feet plus in the the air and and crazy, crazy boy, but like his mama, you know, (laughs) adrenaline junkies. um, So, you know, he, he enlisted and went into the military and was deploying and he enlisted in 2001 and then we had 9-11 happen oh, and then, yeah. then the war then the was Afghan, right after that Iraq is that the ones you're meaning yes yeah. yes yes yeah. so so he kind of went right into that so then I was faced with my son deploying to war and um really it was so bad you know around 2003 2004 we were losing um a lot of our military and it really was starting to shake me up because he would be gone and I would just hear the news and yeah and I, I got to the point where I finally had to turn the news off because yeah. it was kind of making me crazy anyway 
his second deployment home from Iraq, he came home. He had actually been blown up in a Humvee, but he came home. And um, my younger son, Nicholas, lived in Ohio. I was living in Colorado at the time. And so we had kind of a family reunion, rah, rah. Oh, my gosh, he made it home. He's, you know, healthy. He didn't, he didn't, you know, get severely injured. And we had such a beautiful time together, the three of us, because we were spread out all over the place. And uh, so just went, you know, after that week, I went back to Cal- uh, Colorado. Um, and uh, it was four days after I got home, I received the phone call that no parent ever wants to get. Oh, no. And as I answered the phone that night, uh, my youngest son's best friend was on the other end of the phone and he was just frantic. And he was saying that um, Nick had been in this horrible uh, car crash and he was in the intensive care. He was in the emergency room at the oh, hospital there. Oh my gosh. So my heart literally just um, failed me <laughs> because yeah, I'm, yeah. you know, here I am like just, you know, going through that with the military and I get on the phone with a nurse and I worked in healthcare. I actually am a respiratory therapist. Nobody knew what we were until COVID hit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now I can tell people, Hey, I'm a respiratory therapist. And they're like, okay, I know who you are before they'd be like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so as I got on the phone with the nurse and she shared with me the extent of um, what was going on with my son and she realized that I understood and I knew um, they basically told me he had a massive head injury and they didn't expect him to make it through the night. Wow. So here you um, were threatened about your son in Iraq and he gets right. home safe. And then not you, yes. it was almost like you didn't have to worry about the other son and then something so big happened. Right. Totally, totally threw me off guard. Well, and I couldn't get out to get to Ohio until the next morning because there were no flights leaving that night. And uh, so um, worst night of my life, like worst uh, night of of your life. (laughs) I got it. I got tongue tied there. And, uh, you know, because there's your child and he's 19, you can't get to him. And not knowing they didn't expect him to make it through the night. um, But he did. And I, uh, made it there. I got his brother, you know, he got on a plane and, and flew back in and we were there the next day and we spent the next five days um, in the hospital with my son fighting for his life. And uh, on the fifth day they came to me and, and my son and they said, you know, he's, he's, he's clinically brain dead. He's, you know, and having the medical knowledge I did, I knew, and, you know, and I was involved in everything that was going on with this care. And I knew at that point in time that, um, you know, he, he was gone, but, and not just from that, but the Holy spirit really prepared me for what was to happen. And, um, it's kind of, kind of, people might think I'm kind of crazy, but those that may work in the healthcare kind of, I would always say I worked in critical care. I loved critical care. I was in the ERs. I was in the ICUs and I would always know when the spirit left the body. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just maybe a strange thing for me to say, but but I just knew. Mm. And so I, I knew that as well with my son and, you know, on the fifth day. So he, um, yeah, so he, he passed on the fifth day. We had to, you know, sign the paperwork and he wanted to be an organ donor. So we had to go through the process of all that because, you know, he was a, he was such a loving, giving child and he just was all about life and helping other people. And uh, when he got his driver's license, that was the one thing he had said to me that, you know, if anything ever happens to me, mom, I, I want to be an organ donor. So it was interesting that we had that conversation. So I had to try to go back to my life, 
pick up the pieces, couldn't work in a hospital system anymore, couldn't work in intensive care. I was, I didn't understand it at the time, but I had really been traumatized by it. So mm. when I tried to go back to work and something came through the door that was so close to my loss, I would yeah. just fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, did not realizing, and you know, the word PTSD is so huge out there now, but yeah. you know, at that time, no, I didn't realize that, you know, that was what I was walking in, having panic attacks, anxiety, all this crazy stuff. Um, so totally turned my world upside down and uh, had a hard time just getting back to life. And anybody, any of those mamas out there that have lost a child, they understand what I'm talking about. It is just the hardest, most difficult journey that one has to make. And to try to try to, it's like, I guess, picture a, the best way for me to say it is first, you feel like your heart's been ripped apart out of your chest and shred in a million different pieces. But also, you know, if you take a jigsaw puzzle and you're trying to put the puzzle together and you know what, you're missing a piece, you can't, you can't get the puzzle back together. It'll never go back together. There will always be that big hole. So I continue to, to, uh, you know, try to pull my life back together. Um, my marriage, we, we started struggling when you have that deep of a grief, you know, you just, things just, things just happen. And, um, just, you know, hard to, uh, hard to go forward when God is not the center of your life, you know, and God was not the center of our lives like that time I, I shared, but this was when God started pulling me in because I had had another mother that came to me and um, said, listen, Bev, if you get in the word, you know what, I promise you, God's going to bring you through this. So, uh, I started to do that. I started seeking God with everything I had in me. And, um, Three years after this, I came home from work and uh, couldn't find my husband anywhere, called the police. They came out, searched my property. About eight hours later, um, they brought search dogs out and that, and uh, they ended up finding my husband and he chose to end his life. by suicide. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. This is deep. I know. This um, is, oh no, it's okay. I just can't believe how much like you've gone through already uh, uh, <laughs> yeah and and that's what I said <laughs> at that I was like oh I hit the floor and I was screwed I was really literally crying out you know why why God why why you know yeah, and, of um, course. and one of the detectives that was there you know he just sat there with me and he said you know Bob his father had had chosen made the same choice and um he he said you're never going to get your wise answered mm. you're never going to get your wise answered and um and you know what? I, I don't, I still to this day, you know, it, this was in 2007 and still to this day, I, you know, I don't have my wise answer, but God started me on a path immediately to just go into ministry, to go into, um, serving others. Um, amazingly, I was put in the path of an evangelist and, and he became a mentor for me. And I started ministering in the military and I start, I started sharing my story and I, and when he had me come in and start to share a story at first, I was like, I, I don't know why I'm doing this. It was so hard. I, I mean, yeah. I couldn't get two words out, but when these guys and gals would come up to me and say, I was in this place, I was ready to do this, but I didn't think about what it would do to my wife. I didn't think what it, it would do to my children, you know, mm. and, and it would shift their focus. Mm. So the days and the months, you know, went on and God was using me more and more, you know, I was going to military bases, going to churches, you know, just schools, going into schools because 
obviously suicide is a huge problem. It's a huge problem in our nation um, with, with our kids and, and with COVID it's, you know, it's just mm. loss of hope is getting more and more prevalent out there. So I was doing all this speaking. Interesting. We, we decided to sell our house in Colorado and we were going to move to Florida. So we put our house up for sale and it sold right away. And then a week later, COVID hit. We were oh. just blindsided. We didn't. <laughs> and I'm going, okay. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Where? And we couldn't go look for a house. We couldn't, we couldn't get to Florida. We couldn't look for a house. And here we are. We have to sell our house. I kept telling my realtor, I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm not doing this. You can't make me go. And um, God and all his amazingness, you know, he shows up and it's all, it just seems like it's always about faith. It's always about faith. You know, this has just been kind of the story of my life. Um, sell everything, go to California to work for this ministry. Um, you know, for the one, for one man to get saved while we're out there, it's, it's just crazy stuff. But two weeks before we had to be out of our house in Colorado, this house in Texas opened up. So God brought us to Texas. Yeah, right. And, and so here I am in COVID and I'm like, okay, I don't know a soul here where we're moved. No family, no friends, nothing. So this is how the podcast was birthed just out of coming. And, and it's like, what am I going to do with all this? I, I have, you know, I'm used to the phone ringing. I'm used to being booked to speak. I'm, you know, all that shut down, you know, that everything just shut down. Uh, no churches, no nothing. And so that is that is exactly how I came to um, create this podcast. And it was, and I'm just about, I just want to share hope. Like I said, to the brokenhearted, I want people to understand that no matter what you're going through, nothing is too big that God can't handle for you. And he's there. If you just get in the word and you seek him out. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. After all that, um, one, you've kept your faith and not only have you kept your faith, you got deeper and then you've been able to inspire so many others around the globe, like with your voice now. And of course, in all those schools and in the military. And I know in Australia, you know, there are many force women and men out there who work in the forces that, you know, have done the same thing. And it's been really hard for families or, you know, broken marriages happened at home while they were away. And it's just a really tough gig. So bringing that light of life to those people and, and giving them a different perspective is just priceless. So how, when did you, what date did you actually start your podcast? When, when was it, it launched? It was launched last June, last June. I launched it. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And so this is where I want to encourage people because, and I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of person that, um, I can't let anything, I can't let anything beat me. (laughs) So so I am self-taught in technology, the computer, you know, um, just anything that is, I sit down and I have to figure it out. I have to figure out how to make it work and I have to learn it. And I will sit at the computer. My husband will let, I've remarried, by the way. I was, and I'll joke sometimes. This is probably not a joke, but I'll say, you know, he doesn't, he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't raised from the dead. I've remarried, but um, (laughs) the wonderful godly man and God knew exactly what I needed. I have to just say that in that, you know, um, the first several years of our marriage was just horrible because he walked into all my trauma, my unhealed heart uh, and was just, God sent him into my life 
to walk alongside me and help me and, 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 and help me grow in my walk with Christ. So he was behind me. He's always pushing me. He's my cheerleader. You go, you got to do this, but he'll always joke and say, I, you will sit there for 10 hours. If that's what it takes to figure it out, you will never let it beat you. And so that's when I stepped into this. I'm like, I don't know how to do a podcast. I've never done one. I don't know anything about it. I think that's awesome. So can you share with our audience now five tips on your craft, please? And so with that being the podcast, I guess, you know, I'm a speaker and I'm a podcaster. So the first thing that I would say is show up, just show up because, you know, when Jesus sent the disciples out, he said, go. And he said, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. You know, just go. And that's what I guess my biggest, my biggest number one would be if you're feeling called to this. Don't, don't let fear with, you know, Satan is the enemy. He's always wanting to come against us. And if he, he doesn't, you know, will do everything he can to stop what God has put a calling on your life. So go do it. Don't worry about what other people think. Um, I would just say courage, you know, courage is, it's really the only thing that is rewarded in our lifetime is courage. And I, and I like to think of, you know, we all know the story of David and the courage he had with Goliath and how he just walked right up and told that enemy what he was going to do. You know, Goliath was out there taunting, taunting the Israelites, right? And David shows up and like, who's talking about, who is this talking about my God? And he just said, no, this is what I'm going to do. So I would say, have the courage to show up and fight back against whatever lies the enemy is, is um, trying, trying to put in your mind to say, no, I can't, you know, you just, you, you just really have to just really, really have to just step out and do that. Um, give of all of yourself, just give completely surrender. And because people, I feel like, and, and I don't know, Sarah, with you too, but I think people, they kind of can see if somebody's passionate about it, if their heart's really in it. Um, so it, you can hear that in a, in a voice, or if it's a video podcast, you can see it, you can see it in body language. So I would say jump in the jump in there and give everything you have with it and get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it was it was so hard for me when I first did this podcast. I was sitting there talking to a screen and I'm used to, you know, maybe being in in auditoriums or big <laughs> churches and a thousand people yeah. out there that didn't scare me. And I'm looking like, how do I talk to a screen? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's just me, myself and my mic. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. I actually, I actually had to end up taking a picture. Um, I pulled up my iPad and put a picture of a, of a whole bunch of military guys standing there. And I was looking at that picture when I was talking because it (laughs) it helped me to get past this, looking at the screen. It's, it's crazy, but it worked. Yeah. Um, and so whatever you have to do to make that work, because you know, at first, when you start out, it's, it's just, it's not an easy thing to, um, like you said, be myself in a mic. Um, you know, build build trust with your audience, build trust because right. And I don't, I don't know how you feel, but trust is really an issue these days. I mean, we, we don't know what to believe is truth anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, I would say build that trust, always speak in truth, always speak in truth, speak from a place of credibility. That is huge for me. That's where I feel like, like with the military and the schools, when I would go in and speak and I would share about suicide prevention or drinking and driving, you know, I'm speaking from a place of credibility. I get it. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be on that other side of everything. And I know what it's like to be in that darkness and want to leave as well. 
And, um, and lastly, I would say do God, you know, it says in the word to do everything with excellence, do as, a, as you, as unto you're working for the Lord and do that, do it with excellence. And, um, we need to be the salt and light of this world and keep charging forward. That's awesome. So just to recap, we have, uh, number one, show up. So when Jesus sent his disciples out, he said, just go and don't worry about the rest. Um, so Jesus has you go and do it and don't worry about what other people think. Number two is have courage. Um, just like the courage of David, know that you've got the power of God on your side. So you literally are unstoppable. Number three, give all of yourself to God, God and give everything you have to the mission. Number four is build trust with your audience. Always speak in truth and from a place of credibility. And number five, do everything with excellence, um, which I think is really important. And I think if you do stuff with excellence and you do share from like truth and from a place of credibility that naturally builds up the trust for people to get you um, and kind of understand. So can you share with us now? uh, I mean, you've mentioned about God in your story and how you kind of delved into your relationship with him more, but how is it that you incorporate God into your podcast, into your business? Well, God is a sinner, you know, God, and, you know, so I don't, he's already incorporated in it. <laughs> you know, that, everything comes up out of that because honestly, you know, I say this so much, Jesus pulled me up out of that pit. He pulled me out of that pit of darkness. And I, my mission is to glorify him. My message is to, is to uh, live out the great commission. So I, I don't fear you know, or shrink back and sharing the gospel. That's what it is. That's what healed me. That's my story. And, um, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) That's cool. So can you share with us next your Bible verse for the season and why? Um, So I have this in the passion translation and this, this is actually really recently that um, this has came to me. It's, it's my life. It's Psalm 31, 15. In, in the Passion Translation, my life, every moment, my destiny, it's all in your hands. And, and you know, and that's just the first part of that, that verse. But um, I've been in a wilderness season since we came here and just really fighting through that wilderness season. And I think at one point I just quit. I, I, I laid so many things down and I, kept, I, you know, trying so hard to do, I think, works if that's the best way for me to say it or try to make things happen. Mm. And I think God has just brought me here and he, and this is what he basically spoke to me. He said, you know what, Bev, your life, every moment of your life is in, is his destiny. So it's all in his hands. Everything is in his hands. I can't do it. Um, if he calls me to do it, I can respond and I can go, but I learned that I have to trust God. Once again, I have to trust that his plan is so much more perfect than what I could ever imagine. Mm, That's awesome. And it totally is. We call that working in the grace rather than the grind. (laughs) So staying in your grace zone, knowing that God has you and trying not to force things. Um, but just trying to keep yourself in that grace zone because life is a lot especially business is a lot less effort um, and you'll not waste your time on things that are not going to work. 
if you stay in that gray zone. So, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your incredible story. I know that there will be listeners um, out there today who will have gone, oh, my gosh, I can totally relate to you. Um, you know, maybe they've lost a loved one through suicide or they've lost a child. Um, you know, these are real things that happen. And I don't know why, but we don't talk about it. Oh, I know that it hurts to talk about it. I don't mean it in that sense. But, you know, we think that we have to deal with this stuff on our own. Um, and we we really don't. Whether we're in business, whether in leadership, it doesn't matter. Like something like this affects us all. And um, I just want to thank you for your bravery for sharing it with people and, you know, not being scared and not bowing down to the fear, but using it to free people. It's really courageous and um, good on you for doing it. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, this is not anything that I had would have, you know, chosen as a child or, you know, how they always say, oh, what did you, you know, what were your dreams? What did you want to be when you grew up? And, you know, I was a a chatty Kathy, but I was also the the girl in the back of the room going, I hope the teacher doesn't call on me. I don't want to see in front of the class. I, you know, I was, I would be so embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So where can our listeners find your podcast? Uh, okay, so it is on. It's on all the pat- platforms. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeart. Um, you know, just go down the list. But my website also, you can you can find them on my website, and it is it is the Resilient Heart Podcast dot com. And of course, we'll pop all that on the show notes too. So if you've related to Beverly um, and any of her stories or you want to listen to her podcast, we'll have all the links on there for you as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Beverly. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience today before we end the call? Um, and as we head into another season, I just want to I just want to encourage people, don't lose your hope. Don't lose your hope. Trust God. He's here. He's in it with us. He's got a plan way bigger than we could ever understand. So hang on, hang on to that because he's right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much, Beverly. Thank you. The Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency, administrationagency.com.au.